0: Hello, I am Dr. Chelsea. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. Before I jump into the show, I wanted to do a quick listener shout out. Dancerella 16 left me this beautiful review on Apple, and I just want to share. She said, Chelsea hits on the big topics that can create the most trouble for dancers in studios and teams. Her knowledge of psychology and the dance world is second to none. I've put much of her advice into action and seen major results. I'm so glad Chelsea developed a podcast. It's perfect for those drives to and from dance events. Thank you so much, Dancerella16. Uh, That means the world to me. And honestly, my favorite part is that you're seeing results. Like, that's what I love to hear. If you're listening and you also enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's what helps this community grow. And all I want is to reach and serve more of our dance world. All right, on to today's episode all about confidence. How do you become a confident dancer? Are some dancers just born more confident people while others have to struggle with self-consciousness? The short of it is, yes, some people are naturally more confident, but no matter what, you can learn to be more confident and especially how to draw on that confidence when you need it. There are specific things you can do to train your brain to see the world differently and feel more confident every time you take the stage. But even if you are usually a confident person, and I don't think anyone feels confident 100% of the time, it's natural for confidence to fluctuate a little, and everyone needs a boost now and then. So in this episode of the Passion for Dance podcast, I'm going to share five specific strategies to boost your confidence as a dancer. So there's one key point I want to make as I kick off this conversation, and that's confidence fluctuates for everyone. One day, you may be ready for a performance, feeling excited, completely prepared to take the floor, and the next day, you start to second-guess your talent. As dancers, we are constantly hit with new challenges that can hurt our confidence. We may get a judge's critique that makes us feel like we aren't prepared or aren't good enough, or we maybe lose a role, or you know, lots of things are coming at you as a dancer, and That is going to make it difficult to maintain high levels of confidence. Many people also experience a mental block on a skill that maybe you used to be able to do, and then now you don't feel confident you'll be able to perform it when it matters. Or maybe you're getting ready for a performance that is especially important, and so your confidence starts to waver. What's important to remember here in this conversation is that confidence fluctuates for everyone. It's part of being human. There's nothing wrong with you if you have some days that's just harder to believe in yourself. But on those hard days, it's nice to have some strategies ready to boost your confidence when you need it. So here are my top tips for boosting your confidence as a dancer. Number one, goal mapping. Proper goal setting techniques are essential for instilling confidence. Goal mapping isn't just the big picture, long-term, like big life goal setting that you maybe are used to or have you heard about before. Goal mapping means you have lots of micro goals, even a goal for every practice or every class that you attend. Set the big picture goal as well, but then consider breaking those goals down into weekly, even daily steps. Come to rehearsal with a specific goal in mind. Then check in with yourself at the end. Did you achieve your goal? If you didn't hit the mark today, you can ask yourself, why didn't I get there? What needs to change? If you achieved your goal quickly, maybe the goal was too easy and it's time to challenge yourself. It's definitely okay to not reach your goal every day. That's not even the point. In fact, it can be a good thing to analyze what got in your way or just recognize that some goals take a little longer to achieve. For example, if I were headed into a ballet class, I might set a goal to focus on my turnout today or to set a goal to get three corrections from a teacher who normally doesn't say much during class. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but in my mind, a correction equals improvement and getting noticed. So I always took corrections as a positive. So I might set a goal to make sure I get at least a certain number in class. After class, I would then ask myself the following questions. Did I achieve my goal? If so, was it too easy? If not, what got in the way? Is it something I can control and make adjustments for next time? I'll do this type of reflection for maybe 10 minutes in the car on the way home. Sometimes I might actually journal it and write it down, but if that's not something you have time for, just reflecting on it after class helps. As a teacher or a coach, you can do the same thing to boost your confidence in your skills as a dance educator. Set a goal for practice or class today, maybe a certain number of positive comments that you want to make sure you say, or a goal to have high energy and be inspiring today a goal to bring out a more authentic performance in the jazz routine. It can be anything. Then do a little self-reflection after practice and evaluate your micro goal and see how you did. So how does goal mapping increase your confidence? It may seem a little disconnected, but a good goal setting practice with constant evaluation allows you to experience a sense of accomplishment on a regular basis. Which brings me to number two. If you can feel confident in your ability to reach your small daily goals, you'll feel much more confident When you have a big daily goal, like an audition or an important competition. So number two is to ensure a sense of accomplishment. Allow yourself to experience success and not just any success. It's vitally important that you experience success while being optimally challenged. Now, it's a phrase we use in psychology a lot, but just think of it like the Goldilocks principle. You want a challenge that's not too hard, not too easy, but just right. Achieving success only helps build confidence if it's done in a situation that is challenging but achievable. You know, feeling accomplished when there's no real challenge involved is not going to help your confidence. And if it's too challenging, you're not likely to get that sense of success. So, for example, if you are at a competition where you know you are likely to win without much effort, it's not going to help build your confidence. And instead, you want to feel successful when you are in a challenging situation so you can experience true pride in your accomplishments small side note on this. That's why I like competitions that are optimally challenging. I never liked as a dancer or an educator, I don't like going to competitions where we're going to be, you know, the top in every category or the only one in a category or that just doesn't fill me up as a coach or a dancer even like it's just sure winning feels good, but it's not the same thing to win when you know it was easy, when you know you didn't really have any competition like You know, am I right? It doesn't actually feel that great. It feels really good to have a sense of accomplishment when it was challenging, when you know there was good competition with you, right? So this little small sense of success works the same way. You want it to be challenging, but achievable. And so this is where that proper goal mapping comes in from number one. If you want your goals to be optimally challenging, you want those goals that you set even at practice for the day or for the week to be you know, sky high and inspiring, but achievable. It doesn't mean that your end-all performance goal is the only thing you're thinking about, right? It's the little tiny training goals along the way. Goals that are broken down into small steps that you can set along the way to the big goals bring more opportunities to experience success. So for example, maybe you set a goal for a like core strengthening exercise, like holding a plank during warm up. You wanna set a high but achievable goal for that exercise. Then when you get there in a few days or weeks, celebrate the success and pick a new training goal. How long can you balance in a you know first position relevé while maintaining good form? How long can you balance with your eyes closed? How long can you pick the ballet position, pick the training exercise? It doesn't matter, but pick something, pick that training goal, set a high goal and work for it. And that small feeling of success goes a long way to building confidence. If the only goal you have isn't achievable until you've you know, reached that pinnacle of your career, or won the big competition, or performed a specific role, you won't have a chance to experience and celebrate small success along the way. Big life goals are great, but the confidence boost comes from the feeling of accomplishment after success with the smaller goals on a regular basis. Once you learn you can set a goal and make it happen, you're more likely to believe in yourself when you set that big life goal too. This really helps with teams, too. If you are in a competitive team, studio or school teams, setting team goals that are small micro practice goals or training goals, feeling that collective sense of success is also incredibly powerful for boosting confidence. So find as many opportunities for small success as you can using those training goals, performance goals, personal development goals, but track them. Talk to your friends about them. Revise as you need to and celebrate the wins along the way. Science has shown us over and over that a sense of accomplishment is the most effective way to improve confidence. So find more ways to bring that into your dance training. All right, Number three. One way to boost your confidence is to act confidently and think confidently. There's some scientific research that just standing in a confident pose for two minutes can change how you feel and improve your confidence. Now, I don't, I don't know if any of you are also Grey's Anatomy fans. This was years ago in the show, but there was an episode where the doctors basically stood in what they call Superman pose for two minutes before going into surgery. And while television has a propensity for you know over dramatizing science and sometimes it's not real uh in this case that was actually rooted in some fact that that superman pose right we were standing in a strong second position hands on your hips you know chest lifted chin lifted just standing in that superman pose for two minutes thinking confident thoughts can significantly improve your state of mind the neurological connection from your brain to your muscles is clearly strong right we understand that But that connection goes both ways. It's not just that your brain tells your muscles what to do, your muscles can tell your brain what to think too. This is what is so important about taking a competition floor with confidence. You wanna train yourself to walk out there confidently thinking confident thoughts. You can't fake it, you have to practice and know how to present yourself when you take the floor your body language will influence your performance. Uh, Certainly it influences the judges or audience's perception as well. So taking the floor in an audition, a big competition, a meaningful performance, right? You've seen those dancers who take the stage and you just go, oh, they feel it. They have that sense of confidence. I see it as a judge all the time. Uh, It's so powerful when you watch this team take the floor of like, oh, they believe it, right? They are in it. And if they have that sense of confidence in their body language, hopefully they're also thinking those confident thoughts And acting confidently, thinking confidently can have a significant difference in shifting that mental state so that you take the floor with that real confidence that's going to shine through in your routine. This episode is brought to you by the Dance Coach Membership Releve, a community for dance coaches on the rise. This community is designed to help you create a team of committed, hardworking dancers that are a pleasure to coach every day. I've learned a lot about coaching other coaches over the years and one thing I know is we need clear action plans that are easy to implement and a support network around us. So I created a membership to help all the dance coaches out there who want to rise up and make a difference on their team. Head over to passionatecoach.com membership to learn more about how to join us inside this dance coach membership where you will get the support and guidance to find a new level of joy and success in coaching. That's passionatecoach.com membership. The fourth way to boost your confidence as a dancer is to use imagery. Visualization is a pretty common tool in our world as dancers. A lot of dancers like to visualize a routine before taking the warm up floor at a competition, or maybe after a really long practice, you might just sit and visualize the routine. And there is substantial research to support the power of visualization if it's done well, but you can use visualization to work on specific skills, to improve your memory or to increase motivation. For confidence specifically, visualizing success can help a dancer see himself as successful. When a dancer is able to visualize himself completing a flawless routine or perfectly executing a challenging turn sequence, that repeated visualization will actually improve performance. Neuroimaging research has taught us that when you visualize yourself doing a physical skill, you activate the same part of your brain that fires when you actually do the skill. It's reinforcing the same neural pathways. Good focused visualization helps an athlete build up those neural pathways in the brain that make performing the skill easier. Every time you physically repeat a skill, you send a neural impulse down that specific pathway in the brain, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. Think of it like highways in your brain, right? The more you use that pathway, it goes from a side road that might be windy and you can't go very fast to becoming a super highway in your brain where that signal is going to go quickly and efficiently and help you right away. The amazing part about the brain, though, is that visualization reiterates that same pathway as if you're physically doing the skill. It's really amazing. So, of course, it doesn't actually replace repeating the skill, but visualization is not just a relaxation tool or a memory technique. It can help build your skill set and give you confidence. And you can also use it to visualize. Success. Like visualize the end game, visualize that routine that feels flawless where you have you know, what I call the no regrets performance. You put it all on the floor or visualize maybe a competitive success like, uh, you know, actually receiving the placement that you were. Visualize the award ceremony, the you know, what is it that you're hoping to achieve competitively and visualizing the success of that can be a great motivation boost as well. Give you that sense of confidence to keep going. Lastly, the fifth way to build your confidence is training, actual physical preparation. And maybe this seems a little obvious, but there is no replacement for physical work, right? As an athlete, if you know you're stronger, you know you can outlast a competitor's abilities, maybe their cardio stamina. If you know you can get through the routine without getting out of breath, it can also boost your confidence. If you know you've done the work, you can trust your training, you can trust in your skills, you can trust in your body to do what it needs to do you don't have to be perfect every day or strive for monumental growth in your training every day. Actually, it's much smaller than that. Simply striving for 1% growth over yesterday's training will produce incredible results. If you improve just that little bit each day, it compounds and that training is going to provide you that confidence boost. So when 1% compounds every day, it doubles in 72 days, not every hundred days. It's a lot faster than we realize. When you compound small amounts of effort, it creates big progress. You can't master a new skill in one day, but just 1% better every day and you'll get there before you know it. Consider this, I'm gonna put all this math in a simple dance analogy for you. If you stand in first position, do a relevé and hold it there for 10 seconds and do that five times a day. In a year, you will have done 1,825 relevés and balanced for 304 minutes. Each minute you hold will be stronger than the time before. That's the compounding effort I'm talking about. Just just hold it a little bit longer. Just go 1% more than you did before. And that is going to create this huge boost in your progress, which is going to help your confidence because you see that your strength is growing. You can see the progress in your skills and that confidence is going to follow with it. Ultimately, an increased sense of physical ability is going to increase your confidence. So keep training, focus on 1% growth every day. The more you have successfully performed a skill or routine, the easier it is to feel confident about it. So you want to build a sense of accomplishment going into a performance. So when you get nervous, you can remind yourself, trust your training. That was one of my favorite kind of go-to sayings to my dancers. If I could tell that they were getting nervous, you know, kind of those thoughts were getting away from themselves, that simple reminder, trust your training. You have done the work and you are prepared for this. Now let's focus on putting your mindset in the right place. Some final thoughts on this. Confidence can be trained. You can build your confidence muscle just like you train your turnout or your flexibility. Keep at it. Try to integrate some of these strategies into your normal training. Confidence is not just about ensuring a better performance. When an athlete has confidence, she has more positive emotions, better concentration, sets higher, more challenging goals, and increases her effort, and competes to win rather than competes not to lose. That's a subtle difference there. Did you catch that? (laughs) If you're training with confidence and you're a competitive dancer, you actually could, you have the mindset of competing to win rather than competing not to lose, right? You get rid of the fear because you have that sense of confidence. Look for personal growth each day. Recognize the small wins that come from your efforts. You'll also notice you feel happier. You have more fight, more grit. You're able to stay focused and ultimately you're more confident. And yeah, that probably means you'll perform better too. I hope this helps gives you some ideas about how you can boost confidence in yourself as a dancer or for my dance educators out there share this with your dancers let them listen to it try to integrate some of this into your own practice and if you enjoyed the episode I would really appreciate if you go leave a review so that I can reach more dancers and support our community while you're at it please take a second and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode thank you for listening and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world